I, I think some of my best memories probably came from like wrestling, being because I was a state champion. Um, just a lot of that, just because a lot of that probably was with my dad. Me and him have a pretty tight bond, and he was a wrestler. He was a big wrestler growing up, so then we like connected on that. He was always by my side, like he was always yeah. in, in my corner. He was always my coach, coached me through everything, taught me everything I know about it, about the sport, about growing up, what I needed to do different. Basically, made me who I am because of that. Like the hard work in wrestling, I like took that with me. You know what I mean? Another episode of Adversity Kings. I'm ripping a breakfast real quick. So we got our special <laughs> guest, Trey, and we got back-to-back podcast today. But start off with, I want to know where your parents are from, born and raised, and then where you were born. And then I'm going to hopefully be done. I'd say my parents were born and raised in Wyoming, small town, Green River, Rock Springs area. Not very big, not many people. Everybody knows everybody's business and everything. Then I was born there as well. Um... What nationality are they? Just white American. <laughs> I mean, it's just a tiny town. Like I said, everybody knows everybody's business. There's nothing new that goes on there. Like, I like I refuse to go visit because it's just the way I like to explain it. It's just the same people talking about the same things, doing the same things. Nobody, nobody ever graduates. I guess you could say from the small town. Like, it's always been a small-town vibe. My grandparents are from there. Everybody's from there. My grandparents actually just moved back there from Nevada, back to Wyoming. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're all from. And then my entire life, growing up, I'd moved. Before my senior year, I'd moved 28 times. Why? My parents just wake up one day, and they're like, hey, let's go back. It was, it was just a, mo- a lot of back and forth. So I lived in Lander, Wyoming. Green River, Wyoming, Rock Springs, Wyoming, and then Grand Junction, Colorado. Then I lived in College Station, Texas once. And my entire life, it was just always back and forth from Wyoming to Colorado, Wyoming to Colorado. So I guess I was never really the new kid. It was just like, oh, you're back again. (laughs) And then, like I said, College Station, Texas once, and I wasn't there for very long. Was that for his work or why? No, it was, they literally just woke up. The Texas one, I'd say, was for work. But other than that, everything was just more of like a, hey, we're just going back. We're going back. Because I had family in Wyoming. And, like, I think that was a big, big issue because my my dad's parents were there still. My mom's parents were there still. My dad's sister was there. Everybody was in Wyoming. And then we would venture out, go to Colorado, and then we'd end up back to Wyoming every time. It was just like a circle. And then when I graduated... Well, my senior year, so like I said, I moved back to Colorado my senior year of high school. Ended up going back to Colorado, finished my high school year, wrestled there, and then then I ended up, I had a bunch of friends that were like, hey man, like Utah's sick. So I was going back and forth from Utah, yeah. hanging out, meeting a bunch of people out there. So then finally I ended up, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to move out there. And so then I moved to Utah. And traveled a lot from Utah, ventured out. My family never traveled. Like, I was very locked in, you know what I mean? So we never really did that. And so, like, I was the one that I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to beat the Matrix. I'm like my family. So, like, I ventured out because I have, like, a oil-filled class family. Everybody in my family's been in, like, the oil field, the mines, just hardworking, you know what I mean? 
and I, I did, I went down a completely different route and ended up in the sales industry. And that took me, I guess you could say, all over the country. So, but before you jump into that, what was, uh, what was like the worst part of your childhood? Like, what was your worst memory growing up? Hardest adversity, worst memory? Growing up, I, I guess you could, I mean, I guess you could say just that my dad was two weeks on, two weeks off. Yeah. So he's only technically there for half my life. Yeah. Like, I didn't see him every day. Like, he's never, like, come home. He was always in the oil field. It was always two weeks on, two weeks off, two yeah. weeks on. Growing up, I didn't really go through anything crazy until until I moved out. And that's when that's when I did all the fun stuff. Yeah. I hurt myself a lot. Yeah. So, like, what was the hardest thing you've been through? I'd say... The hardest thing would be when I got in an accident, I rolled a side-by-side, the ATV. Yeah. I rolled one of those. Well, my best friend did it, and I ended up getting stuck underneath it, and I cut my radial nerve, my main artery, and my tricep muscle off the bone. Ended up, we were about an hour away from the hospital. I was visiting Wyoming when this happened, so my parents weren't there. Nobody was there, and it was just all of us. We Simple mistake. It was literally just the wrong turn got too close to the lake hit like some soft sand or something and it just tipped well i went to catch myself and i got stuck underneath it and like i said i cut my main artery my tricep muscle off the bone and my radial nerve so then we were all out at the lake so everybody's panicking like in the heat of the moment like your buddy's bleeding out you know so then they put me in the truck and we hauled ass all the way to the hospital and it's a small town hospital like i said we're in wyoming still rock Springs, yeah. wyoming small town and so we get there and they're like we have to put you on a life flight or else like it's not gonna be good so then they put me on a plane flew me to a plane yeah they had to put me on a plane it wasn't a helicopter i mean i can't remember as far as i know it was a plane okay it was it was a pretty serious situation so then put me on there flew me to utah and by this time covid's big so like they i'm i think i was 19 and they wouldn't let my parents in there. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, dude. Like, I don't know my yeah. health insurance. I don't know what kind of stuff I got going on. So then they wouldn't let me talk to anybody. So that's when it was, like, a big situation. Like, I didn't have a cell phone. I'd left it in the razor. Like, it was all just quick quick stuff going on. So then I ended up in Utah without my parents. Didn't know what I was doing. Finally, I got, like, a nurse. Gave me his phone. Ended up. They, they kind of mistreated me there at the University of Utah quite a bit. So then... I got a cool nurse, like I said, gave me his phone, let me use his phone. So then I ended up talking to my mom, and I was like, look, like, I need out of here. Like, this ain't good. Yeah. So they ended up stitching it up, and it was, like, not good. Like, it was still bleeding, still cut open, messed up bad. So then, like, I was in, like, a cast, never got feeling in my arm. And it was, like, a big situation. So I was, like, in this, like, weird cast thing. So we went back to Utah for, like, a checkup, and the doctor, like, looked at my arm and just, like, two seconds looked at it and was just like oh you're good man you're good to go so my mom like freaked out and was like no like we're leaving drove back to Colorado ended up finding a new doctor out there the doctor ended up he was like look man like you're over the age 18 surgery's up to you he's like from yeah. what you're telling me he's like I he's like I gotta open it up he's like I want to but he's like surgery is up to you and I was like you know what let's do it let's do yeah. it dude ends up cutting it open and surgery was supposed to be like 30 45 minutes long nothing crazy ended up being four and a half hours long why but- doctor found rocks in my arm like he found like rocks <laughs> off the ground in my arm still he didn't find rocks in your arm. 
crazy, huh? That's disgusting. So he found rocks, and he f- found that they never never put their radial nerve back together, and that's like a big feeling nerve. Yeah. So I ended up, I don't like really have any feeling in my right arm anymore. And like, I don't ever come back. I always wonder. I was like, you, you seem like you move it pretty good. So I, like, I can move it. Like, I have full range of motion and all that. I just don't feel. Like, yeah. you could walk up. Like, if somebody walks up behind me and, like, touches, like, back of my arm, like, I, I'm, like, completely oblivious to it. Like, so I, you don't feel nothing in there. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was probably the big thing I've been through. What was the, I guess in a sense, what was your best memory growing up? I don't even know. I'd, I, I think some of my best memories probably came from like wrestling, being because I was a state champion. Um, just a lot of that, just because a lot of that probably was with my dad. It's me and him have a pretty tight bond. I mean, we grew up like shooting. Yeah wrestling he was a wrestler he was a big wrestler growing up so then we like connected on that i think that just being close to him and then i think that was probably the biggest thing really because then i had we had trucks to bond over we built trucks guns wrestling basically anything and everything we could do we we did together you know what i mean yep so what was like the funnest hunt or wrestling experience with your dad I'd say hunting for sure, just because. Was there one in particular? Not really one in particular. I mean, I, I'd say it's it's a hard decision because wrestling, like he was always by my side, like he was always yeah. in, in my corner. He was always my coach, coached me through everything, taught me everything I know about it, about the sport, about growing up, what I needed to do different. Basically, made me who I am because of that. Like the hard work in wrestling, I like took that with me. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. just like a. How long did you wrestle? My entire life, I took like, I probably took off total of five years, if that. Yeah. So, did you go to states or? I won state. Oh, you won. You were state champion wrestler. Yeah. What weight? Little. Oh shit! It, don't it was like right before, right before high school. Okay. So that was like when I ended up winning. There was a bunch of stud wrestlers in Wyoming. All of them were studs. I ended up winning state in Wyoming, and then my whole so my freshman sophomore junior year i didn't even like weigh 106 pounds that's the lowest weight i came into high school in 70 like six pounds yeah wrestling 106 and then from there it was just like i didn't really see a point in wrestling like that much weight up you know what i mean like yeah i was tiny like by like 20 30 pounds by everybody in like 106 even so then that happened my freshman year and then i was just like it's just not worth it for me to wrestle you know like yeah ended up I was done with it, and then I was like, I'm going to take this year off. And then my sophomore year, I came back, and I think that, I believe that was the year that I hurt my shoulder. So then came into it, like, the in practice, we were warming up, and we used to do, like, all sorts of, like, gymnastic shit, like run, jump over mats, flips, all kind of wrestling stuff, you know what I mean? Yep. Getting warmed up. Well, I ended up running, and I went to jump over a mat in my shoe caught, and I ended up, like, I was, like, flying through the air, and I landed on my shoulder, and I messed it up i like popped it out of place tore the ligaments out all sorts of different things it was pretty and that was your senior year i think that was my sophomore year I sophomore yeah and so you didn't wrestle after that and i didn't wrestle and then my senior year i moved to colorado wrestled there ended up i was just i was pretty pretty solid up in colorado i didn't end up winning state that year but i made it to state so I went through regionals went through all of that and then when i got to state i was just i was so dead i was cutting so much weight because i was 
wrestling 113 pounds. I was probably sitting, walking around weight was like 130, 135, 140, mm-hmm. right around there. And I was cutting so much weight that, like, when I got to state, I was just drained, just miserable. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what, I'm done. I'm, I'm After this, I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. So that's when I was like, you know what, like, I thought hard about going into, like, the oil field or something like that, but I knew that I didn't want to do something like that. And then that's when you moved to Utah? Mm-hmm. And then, so you had the accident. What happened after the accident? After the accident, I mean, I was messed up pretty bad for a while. And so then I moved to Utah. I ended up, get, like, coming out with, like, a settlement of money. Ended up going to Utah. And then from there, that's, like, I had my fun in Utah, did my thing, met a bunch of cool people. And then I ended up starting over-the-phone sales. I was working at, like, selling, like, health supplements over the phone. Loved that. Was making good money. And then... What'd your parents think of that? That, I mean, they supported that. They didn't not support it until I went completely commission. Yeah. Because I was making, I was, like, fourteen seventy-five an hour plus commissions. Yeah. Like, nothing crazy. But, like, I was... I was basically one of the highest paid employees that, like, wasn't a manager. They wouldn't promote me to a manager. Yeah. So by that time, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm done. Like, found out about door-to-door sales. Yeah. And so that's when my parents were like, oh, this is crazy. Like, we're, you're not doing this. Like, yeah. Because I found out about it, went to, like, a meeting, talked to them, and I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm just here because I drive a cool car. Like, it's a recruiting thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ended up, I was like you know what? No, I'm doing it. So then I went back, went to a couple more meetings. And then within like a matter of three weeks, I was like, you know what I'm doing? I'm going all in. Yeah. So then I packed up my whole apartment, everything walked into that place and I was going to put my two weeks in. And then like the day that I went in there to like put my two weeks in, my manager for door to door called me. He's like, Hey bro, like where you at? Cause they were all leaving to Texas. And I was like, he's like, where you at? And I was like, what do you mean, dude? Like, I'm not, I'm not leaving right now. I'm not leaving right now. And he's like, no, like, we're leaving right now, bro. Come on. And so then I just dropped off, like, my access card, like, my key card to get in the office. Dropped it off. Drove to, drove to Texas that day. Went all in right then and there. And so how long did you do door-to-door sales? About and what your And, and did your parents, like, disown you for a day? They didn't, like, disown me. Like, they, like I've always been, like, if, I, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, like I don't. No matter who you are, you're not going to tell me that I'm yeah. not going to do it because then I'm going to do it even better, you know? Yeah. So then... You're not going to write $10 million next year. No, yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> so then, like, they didn't like the fact that like, I was strictly commissioned. They didn't like that I just packed everything, but, like, they still supported it. Like, they were just, like, supported it from a distance, you know what I mean? So then I ended up... I was out there for a while, and then I was like, you know what, I'm out. I'm done. Ended up... My manager broke my ankle. Like, he messed up my Yeah, he, roll, he ran over, right? No, we were wrestling, and he tossed me. Oh, and you deserved it, though. Nah, dude, it was pretty <laughs> crazy. We were at a water park, and he just, just landed wrong, and, like, in the video, like, you can hear it, and it just, like, pops. It's pretty mm. pretty gross. And then I went home, went back to over the phone, because they basically told me everything I wanted to hear. They were like, look, like, we'll give you this manager spot, all this, all that, you know? Everything you want to hear as a salesman, you know? Mm-hmm. So then I was like, all right. I'll, I'll be back, but I'm not going back through the training. Like, I, I don't need it. I was mm-hmm. a top dog. Like, I'll come back if I'm going to be the next sales manager. I'm like, yeah, 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 okay, get there. Sales manager spot opens up. I don't get it. So then I was just like, what do you mean? Like, I just jumped right back into it. Everything was still, like, fresh on my mind. This was, like, about a month and a half, two months that I was out in Texas before he broke my ankle and I came home. So then after that, that's when 
I went back and they didn't give me the manager spot. So then I was there for like another maybe three months. Cause then I was just like, screw it. I'm just going to stay here, build up my money again. And then I'm going back out. So then I'm back there. Everything's going. And I'm like, you know what? Like they're not going to promote me. I'm not staying here again. So then I ended up quitting. I left again. And then I went back to Texas, booked a flight out, flew back to Texas. And I was like, man, like let's kill it this time. Ended up. I was out there for her. I flew out there. No, I went to Fresno, California. I worked in Fresno, California for a little bit. And, and you you were selling solar? Yeah, that's when solar was hitting. And then I came home again, and then it was just like connecting flights. Like I went from California plane to Texas. I ended up going back out to Texas, and I hated it. I hated Texas. Texas, to me, it's just not my state. I just don't have good luck there. So then... Came back home again, took a little break, and then he called me, and he was like, hey, like, this is what we're doing. Like, are you on board? And I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Went, worked with him again, flew from Utah back out to Texas again, met a bunch of cool guys for the old door-to-door security company that I worked for, met a bunch of the top guys, like the owner and whatnot. When are they coming here? (laughs) Soon. (laughs) And so then ended up that all happened, and I was just like, you know, ended up killing it right off the jump straight into it it was like no i, I want to say it was like roughly november because justin masca started hitting me up because i seen them like they're in the recruiting industry i was i was like oh watch this mine's better i'm gonna i'm gonna end up bringing them mm-hmm. ended up going opposite directions obviously but then they just stayed in contact stayed in contact between you rob Tr- justin like i heard from somebody every month for yeah. the past like 11 months so i was like man this shit must be legit like they're really on it so then finally Ended up door-to-door, was taken off, and then I was like, I almost felt, in a sense, I felt, like, capped out, you know? Like, yeah. Sales are never capped out, but as far as, like, growth goes, I felt like I was, like, kind of, there was not much more growing to do. So then I ended up, I let them talk me into it, so I finally, I bit the bullet, came out here. And yeah. The only thing I think, I think I wish I started sooner. Yeah. That's about it. So how long have you been out here? Uh, since june en- end of june early july is like so you're like in my process five months in yeah about five months in mm-hmm. and so over these last five months how much have you made roughly i'd say probably 30 or forty thousand. so not bad you know what i mean i yeah. mean it's not like you're a millionaire right you know what i mean, I mean? I'm, but it's like i'm still in such a learning process like yeah the way i look at it is like we're in such a growing stage that it's just sky's the limit. That's exactly right. When I came out here, because I was making, I was making solid money in door to door. Yeah. When I came out here, I knew I was going to take a short term pay cut. Yeah. The way I looked at it is a short term pay cut for a forever gain. There's going to come a time that I'm not in the field in door to door. They were always in the field. There's like that's what I meant by like the passive out. income. Yes. You've got a team. Yes. Traveling, running your team from yes. all over the country, and they can do the same. Yes, exactly. So, like, everything hit me, and I was like, dude, you know what? It's worth it. I'll take the short-term pay cut because yeah. in the long run, it'll all pay off tenfold. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now it's just all about, like, keeping it simple. Listen to the basics, like following the, the playbook, listening yeah. to that, and actually implementing the things that, that, that are being taught and, like I said, like duplicating, multiplying, and just growing mm-hmm. our business as far as that goes. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's huge. So I remember it was... So it started in 2017. Zero for three months. 
2018 was my first full year, so mm-hmm. I was 15 months in the writing business. I think I got promoted to an SA, never kept anybody. 2019, I think, would have been when I got Sam first, around probably March, and then John and Rob probably started in June, and we were number one SA that year. So that would have been two years, three months before I became an MGA. You know what I mean? So essentially the highest level you know, position of leadership prior yeah. to an owner in our company. And you're there in five months. You yes. know what I mean? Now we're doing things on a smaller scale, but to even secure that position, to have an alignment mm-hmm. with an organization and team and, and put yourself in a position where it's like same opportunity, same company, yes. and you can do the same thing. You know, for you to be you know, 19 months ahead of me, is is crazy because they 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 definitely between Simon and myself it's like the trajectory you know aligns with you know with, with they I'm up there you know yes. what I mean with with one of the with, with some of the greats so yes. just to just to see how quickly you guys are taking this is is definitely encouraging and exciting because mm-hmm. sky's the limit you know what I mean it truly 100%. is it truly is so what what was the hardest thing for you for you overall for the last five months what's been the hardest thing for you I think just. I think my biggest problem is is diving in like on like the product, like more product knowledge, yep. being able to produce more AOP because I came from recruiting industry. I've recruited, yep. I've been recruiting for for quite a while now. So I feel like I I feel like I have that pretty locked in especially following the things that that you say as far as recruiting goes, implementing what you say. But I I'd say the AOP aspect the the producing the the consistent results because like I've had some some pretty big months already, but at the same time, I don't want that to ever die out. You know what I mean? Yep. Like I've consistently done decent, but I want to consistently do the best. I want to be the best. Yes. Like I, I like I, it's just a matter of time before we're yeah. That's the biggest. There. That's the biggest component, and people eliminate that or they minimize it and they mm-hmm. shrink it down and don't give themselves enough time to allow time to play yes. out and do what it does best. If you are patiently focused in one area, like I had you guys listen to yes. this morning, it's it's essentially the the only risk you would be exposed to is death. Right. The odds of you becoming successful are a hundred percent in comparison to the only other thing that could potentially stop that would be you dying. If you're focused and you're patient, I don't care if you're selling jellyfish right. in, in Alaska. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. you're going you're going to be successful, lock in, become the best <coughs> jellyfish saleswoman, salesman right. in, in, in that niche, in that industry, and find a way to scale across your demographic, across the whole world, whatever it is, find yes. a way to market and grow and b- make that one individual thing the best it can be. Exactly right. And so, so that's think, it's so good you said that. I think that's that's a that's a big deal to me is just being patient because I mean in my life like I've never been patient for anything. So in a way, it's like hard for me. You know what I mean? Because everything I've ever wanted, I'm like I'll I'll, I'll go get it right now. Yes. Like regardless of what it is, if it's if if, if I want to move up in a company, like I'll I'll do whatever it takes. I'll to do get what it there. takes. Yeah. Yes. I mean. I've made it to like, like you said, one of the highest spots of leadership already. I like I'll go to the ends of the earth to get there. Here, it's it's hard for me to like comprehend that. Like, yes, over time, results are going to come. Like, I can't, in a way, force everything. You know what I mean? Like, I can't just yes. be like, you know what I'm going to do it right now. Like, it's like okay, I have to have like that five year plan, that two year plan. Yes. I have to have that vision of how I'm going to do it, how it's going to break out, the calls, the the results that I want, everything. You know what I mean? 
So with having everything mapped out with your vision, where do you see yourself long term? Like, what do you want to do? Like, where do you want to drive? Where do you want to be? I really struggle with where I want to be because, yeah. I mean, I've been all over. Like, yeah. I, I don't really have a set in stone Maybe place. around certain people opposed to a certain place. Like, sometimes home, I'd say all the time home for me feels more around, like, you guys, around my culture. See, that's... that's where, where you guys are, that's where I want to be personally. That's how I feel. For the foreseeable future. I, I feel that to an extent because... As far as it goes for like my like I'm pretty I'm really close with like my mom my dad my my dad's mom so my grandma really close with them call them all the time like dang near every day but at the same time like I've been technically on my own like living on my own I guess I should say because they've been by my side and supported me but like since I was about 18 years old yeah so like I've never had to worry about anything like I've I've made it work every time without them you know what I'm saying yeah so like. As far as it says, like as far as it goes for like being around people, I'd say being around you guys. Like I feel the exact mm-hmm. same. Like being around Justin, you, Rob, all the people that have helped me get to where I've where I've needed to go, where I want yeah. to be, and explained it is my biggest thing. Like I feel the same. It's like you guys are my family now. You know what I yeah. mean? Like if I if I was in a situation, like I know who I'd call. Yes, it'd be you, Trist, or Rob, Justin. Yeah, yeah. Like you you that people for me now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if I'm if I'm going through a rough spot in life, yeah. it's gonna be you guys now. Like yeah. I just look at it like I'm evolving into like being around that yes. culture, you know. Yeah, what I yeah. Mean? So what about long term? What do you want to drive? I've always had a dream of a Lamborghini before I was twenty five. Yeah. I'm about to be twenty two. Yes. So I still got three years. Yes, you do. So I mean if the numbers play out, I should have one in the next like year and a half, two years. Yes. By my vision and like where I want to be with with all of that, I'd say that's that's like my dream is a Lamborghini in the next by Let's the time go. I'm 25. We're gonna kill that. Yes, we're gonna kill that. So what about? Do you, are you a big house guy or more of a, like a apartment penthouse guy? You're probably you want land. Ah, dude, I go back and forth because like I've been I've been everything you could imagine. Yeah. I've been in the city. I've been in the country. I yeah. mean, I've been a cowboy. I rode bulls. I've hunted. I've been in the city. Like yeah. I've done it all. So like. I I want a couple properties. I'd say I want one, like, up in Jackson, like, mountains, near mm-hmm. that stuff, Jackson, Wyoming. I want something up there, I'd say, in the future. And then, really, it just depends on how far I want to take the industry, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if I ever get to the SGA point, if I ever yeah. get to that, that point, I guess, a lot of my life, and as crazy as it sounds, I play it by day. Like, I, yeah. I, I'm not a planner. I, I don't plan stuff usually. I don't, like, I just know that, like, I just give it give it your all every single day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that way, if it's going to work out, it's going to work out. If not, then it's not meant to be. I'm big in, like, if it's going to happen, it's meant to be, right? Yeah. So it really just, I don't know how to answer that because, don't get me wrong, being in a penthouse in Chicago would be sick. Like, yeah. But also being on a ranch with, like, all this land where, like, if I want to go outside and shoot a gun i can you know what i mean yeah it's like i go super back and you can forth do that in chicago yeah <laughs> everybody does that yeah i know that's what i've heard <laughs> so okay well what about maybe some things outside of work like what are what are your what's your what could you do forever if it wasn't work what would you do forever I'm so addicted to the working aspect and being successful that I, like, can't even fathom. There's not a second thing you love, movies, shows, food. I mean, 
So skiing. I, I could just got my apartment out here. I have no furniture. I don't have a TV. I don't ski. I snowboard occasionally, but like, it's not something I could do. I don't play video games. Yes, you do. Nope. And gamble. You play. That'd be what you gambling. Mean. Yeah, I was, I was pretty solid gambler. Yeah, you and you and Rob. <laughs> I love it, dude. But like, I love the chase. Whatever it is. I love the chase of it. I love the high paced. We're going. We're going. You know what I mean? It's not like. <laughs> It's fast. I like yeah. high paced things. I always like to keep moving forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So, do you have a favorite movie? Yeah, I'd probably say like The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That is one of my favorites. I mean, it, it always has been. You know. Do you have a favorite show? Mm. I mean, you can't really make fun of me for this, but it's like definitely Vampire Diaries. Go ahead and shut this shit off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, vampire. Like I have a weird thing with with vampires. So you like Twilight? Oh, 100%. Yeah, it wasn't bad. You, uh, what's you your, tell me you don't like vampires? Dude? Well, what's your favorite vampire movie? I really like... Ah, dude, Twilight. Twilight's good, or The Lost Boys. You ever heard of that? I don't know. Have you seen Blade? Like a like a real man's vampire movie? That That's pretty crazy. That's a crazy movie. But I... That's the... That, I would say that... What, Aiden, would you say those are the best vampire movies? Blade? What the Lost Boys is good, huh? That is an iconic movie. Have you ever seen that one? How old is it? It's old. It's like probably, would you say 90s or 70s? I think so, yeah, like 80s. Yeah, it's right around there. I'm it's an sure. old one, but it is it is solid. I'm for sure not watching it. It is. I'm not an old movie guy at all, but dude, like, you got to watch it. Yeah, no, I'm not. Um, <laughs> what? So I'm trying to think what other vampire movies. 30 Days a Night. That one was decent. I, like, I keep it simple, dude. I'm... There's there was one that just recently came out on Netflix that was pretty good, a vampire movie. I don't even know, dude. That's pretty crazy. It was fire. I, it was definitely better. You watched it? Yeah, absolutely. So you're dude. a vampire guy too? Yeah. I mean, I like action movies. Yeah. Usually they're action. It's they not always you know are. What I mean? It's not like the last Twilight is definitely like that one was solid with all the battle. Yes. Yeah, that one. That was, was solid. sick. Dude. Yeah, that, that was, was sick. That, that was, was pretty sick. crazy. Yeah. I'm not. So do you ever like keep a pair of fangs in and like? Hiss yeah, at dude. people? You don't? I know you do, actually. <laughs> Come <laughs> on now. I know you do. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean this guy. I'm I I'm such like I have like an addictive personality, I'd say, but yeah. like to an extent. It just like with hobbies. Like mm-hmm. I jump hobbies quite a bit. Like growing up, it was like wrestling. Like I went all in on wrestling and yeah. then like airsoft guns growing up and then like paintball and then vehicles and like I just gradually get into like yeah. more expensive hobbies as I've grown up and now it's like I hit the point where it's just work and I'm just like so addicted and like yeah I don't focus on anything else which I mean I mean I agree with you I don't think burnout's a thing like yeah I don't believe in that I'm, I think I think you should have a 20 30 year run of just yes. extreme focus and you should I think a man should try his best to become a billionaire I agree I don't, you know what I mean I think every human I don't want to just say just a man, but I right. feel like it should be deeply rooted in a man to go out there and go get a billion dollars to the best of your ability with, within moral code. Right. You know, so I, I I firmly believe in that. Yes. You know, I mean, I've grown up with that, too. So, yeah. I mean, like, my mom never, like, she worked a couple times, but, like, my whole life, it's always just been my dad. So, yeah. like, I grew up with that, like, culture of, yeah, like, the traditional household. Go go work for it you know what I yeah. mean like if you want it go work for it yeah and I mean my dad's always done it he's always made everything work anything I've ever wanted growing up mm-hmm. parents made it happen no matter what it took like I was always taken yeah. care of very well you know that's good that's good so well I guess more so than how would you explain me being able to shoot a bow better than you that'll never happen 
well, I mean, with it actually being true. So yeah, it don't ever happen. Letting everybody know, like, is it uh, just I just shoot better than you? That could never happen. You got to watch the show Meat Eater with Steven Rinella. Meat Eater? Yeah. Such a good show. I think I've watched it. Is it, is it hunting? Yeah. Yes. Yes, dude, I've yeah. seen that. It's a fire show. Dude. So, dude, I don't. I don't watch shows. I don't watch TV. Meat Eater is not really a show. It's hunting. And you is need it to on get, TV? You need to get is better. Is it on TV? No, it's on a computer. <laughs> and you need to get better at your hunting. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you can't, like, how do I hunt? How have I hunted way less than you and still shoot a bow better than that you? That can never happen. It just You don't even know how to field dress a deer. I <laughs> field dressed an antelope with a can of Copenhagen. With a, with a toothbrush. With a can of Copenhagen, the little lid. And a box cutter. That's an all other story. <laughs> well, I, I literally did it with a box cutter. Well, how do you explain Brandon being able to drive better than you? Brandon's not beat me in one aspect of anything. <laughs> oh, geez. Brandon's going to go nuts if he listens this far. What about favorite food? Do you like food? I, I mean, like, yeah, like I like steak quite a bit. You like dessert? You, you Coming out here and being around you, it put me on like a Don't say being food. around you, dude. Dude, it's bad. <laughs> don't say being around you. <laughs> I've never had dessert, guys. Yeah. One thing I don't do is cheat meals. Yep, never. But like, never was like a, a dessert guy until until I came out here. Yeah. And then I don't know what happened, what changed, but it like all picked up. And now like, when I go out to eat, like I'm getting dessert. Yeah. I'm not, not getting it now. Like, yeah. Especially after watching like Alex Armosi, like all that. Oh my God, that dude! He, I don't know how much trend he takes, but I mean, he could just eat dessert every, every day, day and be cool. And I'm like, yes, holy shit, that's annoying. Yes, and I like, I was never a sweets guy at all until yeah. I came out here. But like, I obviously like like steak, mm-hmm. gonna be like favorite, you know? Like, I like sushi quite a bit. I don't really. I'm like weird. Like, I don't really. I'm plain, I guess. Yeah. Like, I don't eat much. I don't have like anything crazy going on right now like i i just work for it you know yeah what's what's your who's who's your favorite wrestler i don't watch like jordan burrows who do you uh, think's a goat i never got into like the ncaa type of stuff but i had a buddy in colorado his name is dawson collins and i always loved watching him like i went to like national yeah like he was like famous yeah i double legged him nope he's a stud like (laughs) what he wrestle at uh, like 120. Oh my dude, I would double it. But dude, he he killed it. Like he was one of the best wrestlers I've ever been around. Yeah, like dude was just an absolute god at it. You know, like yeah. And I trained with him. I hung out. He was like one of my best friends in Colorado. Yeah. He wants to come out here, but he he can't drop wrestling for me yet. Oh, he's still in wrestling. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He went to college for it. He okay. ended up. He went through some stuff. He he w- he had a full ride to UVU, so the University of Utah. So then when I moved to Utah, he was out there with me, you know. And then he went through some stuff, and he ended up going back home. And now he just right now he's wrestling for the college in Colorado, okay. in Grand Junction. Okay. So, what's your favorite? You're more of a bow guy than a rifle guy. You said that right? For hunting, yes. I've never hunted with a rifle. What's your favorite gun? Like caliber. Just in general, you have a gun that you're... Don't you have a bunch of guns? Oh, yeah. What's but your like, favorite? Like, I have, like, a competition rifle. That'd be, like... It's not, like, a so solid it's, brand. Like it's, like, built. It. Yeah, it's built. Yeah. It's a 6.5 Creedmoor. So, what caliber does that shoot? 6.5 Creedmoor. Okay. 
What the fuck's yeah, a Creedmoor? I have no it. idea what a Creedmoor <laughs> is. It's just a caliber bullet. It's not a caliber bullet. Yeah. Six five makes sense. Creedmoor does 6. not make 5 sense. Six point five Creedmoor is what it is, dog. How big is a bullet? Mm. I mean, I'd probably say like maybe about that big. That ain't gonna do shit to nobody. No, it will. Maybe <laughs> 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 about that big. Yeah. Coming out here, like, it's just like a whole different change for me. You know, like I, yeah. I've been around mountains. I've been around all that to where, like, now I have nothing. Like, I don't have the mountains. What am, what am I going to go drive in the, on the highways here? Yeah. Like, I can't just go, go out in the hills and just... Scope out. Yeah, just shoot rabbits, prairie dogs, anything like that. Yeah. It's city now. So what do you look forward to next year as we wrap up? I'd say just... I want to just keep growing because I want... I want it's not really what I want. It's, I'm going to be the best. Yeah. And so... It's just a matter of time and just grinding these last couple months of this year out yeah. to prepare for next year because next yeah. year will be my first full year in the industry. Yes. and Got to make a million. Yes. It's yeah. just going to be basically... Get the Lambo, make a mill, do whatever it takes. Going, exactly, whatever yeah. it takes to get there and just growing in every way. Like, that's a huge thing to me out here as well is, like, the mind, body, spirit. Yeah. Even though you lack on it sometimes. Right. <laughs> no, it's my uh, only job. I, it's, I shouldn't miss it. <laughs> it's the only thing I have to do every day. No, I I, I mean, that that's pretty huge for me, you know what I mean? Yes. But other than that... His favorite wrestler is himself. <laughs> other than that, I... Peter Reichert is on. I just want to be the best. Man, I hope... Uh, you know Peter, right? Yeah. We should try to replace his company and come up with our own media company. Imagine. And we'll hire this person to be our first person. Aiden. Let's come up with names. Half Caps Media. You can't copy him. No, his is all caps. Ours could be half caps. I mean, if it's all caps, just lowercase lower media. <laughs> lowercase media. Um... Lord of the Rings media, that's one of his favorite movies, so we could just <laughs> Lord of the Rings Schmeagle. media. Um, media. When I if I ever do come out with like the podcast and go like all out with that, I think I feel like I'd go with the name like the Gentleman's Club. Like how you got like Adversity King. Shut this off. <laughs> the Gentleman's Club. I think it'd be sick. That though. would be sick. It would, it's just raunchy enough to almost get you in trouble with See, but at the same time, you can loop it back into it's just my boys on here. Yes, I mean, so yeah, can, it's definitely a good loophole. It's it would yeah. be, you know what I mean? Like it could be pretty crazy. It could it could be bad or it could be good. Yeah, it could. Well, we're about an hour in. Shout out anything you want to shout out. I would probably lean towards you know where can people find you if they want to work with you. I mean, really, my Instagram that's that's the biggest place. My Instagram is just my first name, last name Trey Fanton, T R E A F A N T I N with an underscore. Um, it's where you'd find me. If you have any questions, you can DM me, cool. follow me, anything like that. But I'd say my biggest shout out would probably be the dogs out here that I have. Nate from Starley Falk, Nolan Rasmussen, just the ones that Let's go. began with it. You know what I mean? Justin. Let's go. My dogs. Shout out you dogs. This was, um, mediocre bow shooter, Trey Fenton, and then obviously me, pro bow. You know what I mean? Shout out Cam Haynes. Keep hammering. You know what I mean? I, I'm, where, what kind of bow should I get? I was looking them up the other day. They're around here. Are you going to get one? Yeah, I'm going to get one. It's not. A, you don't need a void card to have a bow in, uh, in Illinois, so I'm going to go Are get a bow. Are you just going to shoot like, in the halls? Or? No, there's places you can shoot around here, asshole. <laughs> I mean, 
starting with your chest. Yeah. <laughs> you probably just nice. wait until I'm able to shoot three. <laughs> you you could. <laughs> you think I, I should get a Hoyt? That's what I have. I wouldn't get one. Yeah, I'm not gonna get one since you since you have one. Go with Elite. That's gonna be my next bow. Elite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna get an Elite bow. All black. They do have them. That's when I shot that. Laser scope. Bow. You. Flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have a sniper scope on my fucking bow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, dope. Well, this was another podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed. 